Notice that was the same reading this last week. We got a little ahead of ourselves last week. So, uh, the, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25 is all about us being ready, right? It's, it's being ready for the end of our lives. For when our time comes, are we going to be ready for the Lord? Today's parable of the virgins um, starts the chapter off. And one of the themes you might say is death is definitive, right? That at death, our direction is set. There's still time for purification if need be in purgatory, like our souls can be purified as need be. But uh, that direction, whether we're a friend of God, if we have a relationship with the Lord or not, that direction is set. So that's an important thing to, to, to note. You know, where am I? How am I doing? Do I, do I know God? Does God uh, know me? Of course he knows me, but do I reciprocate that? Um, the other virgins, we might look at them and say, well, how come they weren't just, give them a little oil. What's, what's the big deal? Share, huh? Be a little kind. Well, you can't give someone else a relationship with the Lord, right? You can influence it, you can impact it, but at the end of the day, that person, all, each one of us, has the choice to make. Do I follow the Lord or not? Do I make efforts to, to follow Christ um, in my life? That's a decision I have to make. It's a decision you have to make. And as much as we um, might say, well, I can help others, we can't make the decision for them, even if we wish we could sometimes. So, And of course, the image of the wedding banquet is also very fitting, right? That if you go to a wedding banquet, well, you can't just say, well, can you just hold that just for a couple days? Because I'm busy. Uh, I will come on this day. Can we, can we move the wedding banquet to that day? That doesn't work, right? If you want to go to the wedding banquet, you have to go when the bride and the groom are celebrating their wedding banquet. So that's a good image for us to think about life is a process of being lived and then when it's over, it's over. And so we gotta gotta be ready for that time when it comes. So we're invited to the wedding banquet. Uh, and the wedding banquet in this parable obviously represents heaven. So do we know the bridegroom? If you want to get invited to a wedding banquet, you gotta you gotta know them, right? Somehow, or at least your your mom or your dad or somebody's gotta know them, because otherwise you're not getting there, right? So you have to have some connection to the bridegroom and the bride, and so that's a good question. It's a, a good thing for us to ponder. Where, how am I connected to Jesus? Am I connected to the, in a way that hey, I'm gonna come to the with a wedding party, right? That's that's I'm I'm in the in the inner circle, and all we got to do is say, yeah, I want to be there. And basically, Jesus says, yeah, come on in, um, and and follow me. So in the mass, we celebrate, in a sense, the wedding banquet, right? We're 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 um, it's like a little wedding banquet every week, and we can think of uh, a party. You know, we have Thanksgiving that's coming up. I don't know what you guys do for Thanksgiving, but in my family, what we do. We get together, we eat food all day, and play cards, and take naps, and go for walks, and it's like, it's a nice day, uh, it's a big party, and it's just, it's good. Um, and that's, I guess sometimes when I think about what is heaven, I think of it as like, just, it's a great time, right? There's, there's just time to be together, hang out, and have a good time. I know heaven will probably look, look a little different than my image of it, but that's okay. The wedding banquet is important. Uh, because of what happened before, right? That the bride and the groom came to know each other and they developed that relationship. And then now they're sealing that uh, relationship in a special ceremony. So it's very important, right? 
we are the, the bride in this image. Christ is the bridegroom. So we, we need to come to know the Lord. And then, of course, afterwards, um, we know that the bride and groom seal that union in a special, intimate way. And when we receive the, the Eucharist, likewise, there's that special connection that's made, right? So if we come to Mass, we're not really Catholic or have never been initiated, we can come here, but... Uh, it means something different when we come to know Jesus and have developed a relationship with him. And then there's this moment where we receive him in the Eucharist in a very intimate way. He comes into our lives. It's very special. Um, so it's very, very good for us to receive the Eucharist and spend time in the Eucharistic presence of our Lord, whether it's in church or in adoration. So I want to talk a little bit about some ways we might grow in our Eucharistic devotion or communion or piety, whatever word you like. Um, this year, maybe if you've read the bulletin, I think I've talked about it a couple times, um, the, church was in, the church in the United States is encouraging us to grow in our Eucharistic piety, our Eucharistic devotion, and really understand who the Eucharist is, what the Eucharist is. So three simple ways we might grow in our devotion to the Lord in the Eucharist. One is adoration. So here at Our Lady Fatima, we have adoration on Wednesdays after the daily Mass. Mass is at nine o'clock, and then adoration starts right afterwards. Um, we also have the Adoration Chapel up at St. Joseph's. If you go there, or um, you can always stop, stop in. It's open, um, starts at Monday at seven o'clock, and it goes till Friday uh, noon, usually. Usually. Uh, so you can find a, day, a time in the week to just stop in and say hello to the Lord, spend time with him. And if you wanted to, you could take an hour, which um, if you've never heard of this, you can be an, an adorer. So you're assigned an hour and every week that's your time. You go and be with the Lord. You're the one kind of guarding the Lord, keeping him company there in the chapel. And the, the Lord is exposed on the altar in the monstrance. So it's a beautiful way to just spend time with Jesus, coming to know him, becoming a friend of the bridegroom and hopefully the bride of the bridegroom. So that's one simple way. Another simple way is just to learn, right? To learn what we believe. Study the, the Eucharist. Learn about the Eucharist. One of the simple ways you can do that is to read the, the Catechism. I know it's a little academic, but uh, if you want to know what we teach and what we believe about the Eucharist, these, this is very well laid out. Catechism paragraphs 1322 to 1419. Here's a little sample. 1391 says... The fruit of Holy Communion, the principal fruit of receiving the Eucharist is, in Holy Communion is an intimate union with Christ Jesus. Indeed, the Lord said, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Life in Christ has its foundation in the Eucharistic banquet. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me will live because of me. So... Simple words from the Lord, from the Catechism, that teach us what we believe. Those are two ways. Thirdly, um, we're trying something this year. Uh, part of our Faith Formation Nights is once a month we have uh, praise and worship nights, where we have adoration, praise and worship, and confessions. It's open to anyone. It's aimed at the students, but anybody could come. So if that's something you want to do or would like to do, you can certainly do that. There's other parishes that do that as well. That's another beautiful way to grow in our Eucharistic devotion, to spend time with the Lord, praising Him, giving thanks to Him, praying with Him. Um, really, it's again, it's just about spending time with the Lord. So those are three simple ways. 
Finally, one last idea, and it's about that Eucharistic miracle exhibit that's coming to our parish starting on Wednesday. You might spend some time just coming and looking at that display, learning about all these different Eucharistic miracles. There's hundreds of them, um, but we will have on display 80, I think it's 80, um, and you'll have a chance to learn about those. If you want to do the presentation, that presentation will be on Wednesday, probably starting at 6.15, part of Faith Formation Night or on Sunday after the Masses, and I think the times are written in the bulletin. So check that out. If you want to learn more about what we believe about the Eucharist, this is a great way to learn. And come, come see the display. I'll close with just a little sharing on one of those miracles, the one that uh, comes from Orvieto or Balseno in Italy. So back in the day, 13th century, um, there was a priest, his name was Peter, and he was celebrating Mass in Balsano, Italy. And as he was celebrating Mass, he was struggling with his belief in the, the true presence, the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. So he's holding the host, um, and he says the words of consecration, and the host begins to turn to flesh and begins to bleed on the corporal, which is the little white cloth that we diligently fold and unfold on the altar, in case you wanted to know what that thing was called. It's called the corporal. And so we still have that corporal in the cathedral in Orvieto. You can go and see it. I've seen it a number of times. Um, these Eucharistic miracles are just a way for us to, to learn about the fact that Jesus truly is present, right? At times, he's made himself very clearly given signs that he is truly present in the Eucharist. Uh, this particular miracle led to the Feast of Corpus Christi, or the, the Solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood, as is formally known. Um, so these are signs, right, to give us faith, to help our faith, that we struggle sometimes to believe, but Jesus gives us these signs to help us. So in this year, when we're de devoted to learning more about the Eucharist, and really not just about it, but who it is, and how he wants to transform our lives, take some time to, to study the Eucharist, to learn about the Eucharist, to invite the Lord to speak to you through the Eucharist. Um, there's lots of ways to do that. I've given a few ways tonight. Um, let's pray that the Lord would open our hearts, so that we are ready when the banquet is uh, set, that we are there attending with our Lord in the eternal banquet.